Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Let me get into this. Uh, let me get into this topic here. So, as you guys know, uh, there was a pretty big matchup last night in the NBA between the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. Now, the Dallas Mavericks this season, uh, funny enough, have, have actually been playing uh, very well. And it seems like the Kyrie Irving, uh, Luka Doncic experiment uh, is working to a certain extent. Last year, uh, that wasn't the case. And if you look at the situation with the Phoenix Suns, they actually got off to a pretty slow start. But now they've won eight out of their last 10, and they've won seven games in a row. And they've been surging. And last night, they won again. And I think in that game, uh, Devin Booker finished the game with 46 points, if I'm not mistaken. Now, if you know anything about the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks, you know that this this kind of back and forth between Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. Devin Booker uh, is a very big trash talk in the NBA. You know, I mean, I know this from following the Clippers and seeing him kind of go back and forth with Paul George. So I know that. Uh, and Luka Doncic also talks trash as well, because I've seen him uh, go against the Clippers actually in the playoffs. Right. But he's one of these guys um, that can back it up. He'll talk. To, he'll talk the talk, but then he'll also walk the walk. So what happened uh, yesterday? The Phoenix Suns were able to come away from that, come away with that uh, Vic, uh, from that game of uh, victoriously winning the game 132 to 109. So they won the game. Uh, comfortably, but then what happened throughout the game? Luka Doncic uh, was being heckled, right? And then I think at one point he got a fan toss out of the game. So I was like, okay, well, this has happened before. If some people are going to talk about it, fine, but I don't think it's something we're going to talk about. So I was going through the internet and I came across a clip of Luka Doncic actually going back and forth uh, with Tim Mc McMahon. I hope I'm pronouncing his name properly, who works at ESPN. And they were having this back and forth because what was happening was um, he was essentially confronting him uh, by basically saying, you only write negative things about me. You only publish negative information about me. I've noticed that. And they kind of had this back and forth where he was like, no, I don't say that. I, that's not true, Luca. It's not always like, what are you talking about? And they had this back and forth. So for those of you who didn't hear this exchange, I'm going to play. We want to quickly play this heated exchange between Luca Doncic and this ESPN reporter. And then we're going to come back uh, and continue on the show. Take a listen to that there. The only thing he said, uh, but I knew you would be the first one to, to okay, point out something. What else did he say? Because I'm not going to say what he said, but I knew you were going to be the first one to put out something like that. So I just saw it, man. It's just funny. He always seemed to be the first one to put some bad stuff about me. Okay. First of all, 99% of the stuff I've written, I used been good. Oh, Second of all, the guy was sitting two rows behind us. All right. So it was the only thing he was, that time he said something, the only thing? What oh, you you gonna hear well, no, he was, he was definitely hollering all game. You yeah. reacted to you put out something that was just the only thing. But. Well, what, what was the final straw? What, 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 what was the what final was the issue? What was the thing that It's not the issue. I'm just seeing you seems to be the first one to always put something bad about me. Look, well, I think I several of us actually tweeted that. Yeah, that's so. fine. It's all over. That's Why did you ask for the fan to be ejected? Because he was cursing me the whole first half, too. Why don't you ask for Logan ejected in the first half, because I never would eject a fan. They pay for tickets, but I had enough, you know. It's a little bit of frustration. You turned your head and looked over at him after he said that. That's, I mean, that's what we saw. 
Be the guy, the bad guy in the media, right? Do you so, feel like you're unfairly portrayed in the media? No. Physically, how are you after the, the fight between the? So you heard the exchange between Luka Doncic uh, and the reporter. You, you couldn't see the video, but if you heard Luka, you, you would know that he was he was uh, annoyed. Uh, by the person and usually when a reporter and an athlete have a back and forth it's usually not that elongated like they'll talk they, he may say one or two things back and that's it that soundbite went on for well over a minute right um and it seemed like luca had finally got uh fed up with the guy right he basically said you only use me to write negative things now this gets to a larger point that we're trying to highlight in this show which is Luca essentially saying, listen, man, you're only using me for sensationalism and clicks, right? For for because drama sells. Um, and that's the part I want to address. The fact of the matter is this drama does sell, right? Uh, for whatever reason, we as human beings are attracted to that. It just is what it is. I mean, if you look at the Cat Williams interview, yes, it was a fantastic interview. Yes, it has well over 50 million views. But what also made it great is all it was because it was explosive. Right. He was going at people. He was calling out names. He was going at people, calling them out by their names, comedians. Right. And people, we as human beings, for whatever reason, we gravitate towards that. Right. The, it's the storyline. Um, so I think that that is par for the course. I think that that's something Luca uh, should be aware of. But for Luca, to, in this particular case, to highlight this particular reporter from ESPN and say, listen, you're always the first one to jump on me whenever something negative happens and you write about it. It shows that maybe he has noticed a pattern, right? He has noticed a pattern. Now, some people on our channel say, oh, well, this what's, what's the new one, TMZ Pro or something like that. Um, we talk about drama stories and all of that. I think a lot of these people that say this are people that wish that they could do it themselves, but they can't because if they could, they would trust, trust and believe they would. Otherwise, why would they be watching? Why would you be monitoring uh, something you don't enjoy unless you have nothing else better to do? Uh, with your time but the fact of the matter is whenever you're doing media right there has to be a part of it where you have to sell a story if you just say things in 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 their bland old way rudimentary way then the likelihood of people want to click on it and watch it or read it it's going to be low right so you have to find a way to juice things up you're not going to go out there and just flat out start capping and all of that like if i say look i had a heated exchange with, uh, with a reporter espn reporter and you click on the show and then he's not talking to a reporter nothing like that that's straight up clickbait but um there's a part of it where you have to sell it uh and that's the same for 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 sports that's the same for movies you've been to a movie theater you sat through trailers the most legendary the most epic is all of that stuff that they be playing in those trailers, is it really the most legendary? Is it really the most epic? Is it really? Well, no, of course it's not, right? But they got to sell a movie. If you just want them up there to say, you know, a great movie that's coming out this fall that you would love, like nobody's going to watch that. They're not going to get people excited about that. And I think the people uh, that don't understand that shouldn't be in the business, to be quite honest with you. If you don't get that, uh, you're resistant towards that, then you're not going to do well, period. End of story. I mean, it's called copy. <laughs> if you don't have good, exciting, interesting copy, good titles, uh, nobody's going to click on your, you, you, you know what I mean? So I think that is part for the course. I see ESPN do it. I see other big, uh, um, what is it? I see other big networks do it as well. You see it in their thumbnails. I just looked at, a, what is it? I just looked at an image from uh, Nightcap and it was Gilbert Arenas like, ah, and then Shannon Sharp was laughing and in a picture of Doc Rivers, right? So they do that to get you to click. 
Now, that little moment that you just saw in that clip may just be like a 1.5 second clip, but they use it because, ha, this will get people's attention. This will get people clicking. That's smart. That's actually smart. And they're doing it the right way. So I have nothing against that, right? You got you to gotta, you gotta sell your product. It's called marketing. Um, but in the case of Luca, it looks like for him to highlight this particular ESPN reporter, um, I think he maybe he noticed that this is something, this is like a habit uh, that this guy has, but everybody does it. Everybody does. If you see, for instance, if you see a show like ESPN First Take, they, they can talk sports. I can talk sports the way I would talk sports to somebody, uh, you know, maybe at a bar, like, hey, you know, this and that. Yeah, for real. Or you can make it in a way where it's interesting, you're animated and all of that stuff. Yes, that's how you do it. You got to perform to a certain extent. So I understand that as well. But, you know, hey, Lucas stood his ground and finally he, he had enough and he called him out. He's not the first person uh, to call out a reporter. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Let me get into this topic here. So... <laughs> You all know that most of us consider MJ to be the GOAT, right? The vast majority of us. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the way he plays. A lot of it has to do with his shoes, what he did for the NBA and all of that. But there's another thing that I've heard a lot of people talk about MJ, which is his aura, right? I've heard so many people, so many of you, you all have heard him too, describe um, meeting Michael Jordan and describing it like describing it as an outer body experience. You've heard Shannon Sharp. You've heard Allen Iverson. So many people talk about what it was like to meet Michael Jordan, right? So yesterday I was minding my business and I, I guess one of our viewers from the channel, he sent me a clip. And in this clip, it was featuring LeBron James, right? And it was LeBron James talking about the first time he ever met Michael Jordan. Right. And first, I thought it was some BS, to be totally honest with you. But then I clicked on the video and I started to watch him talk. First of all, I didn't even know that's how LeBron James talks. He, uh, I don't know his voice and all. I didn't know that's how he really talks. Um, but anyway, and in the clip or in this audio, you can hear LeBron describing um, what it was like for him to meet Michael Jordan for the first time and how it was for him, this out of body experience. And he was like. After that moment, after he finished meeting Jordan, he was like, like, my life is complete right now. I just met Michael Jordan. I'm like, damn, this is the person that these people are running around, twerking it up all over the place, talking about uh, as the GOAT. And listen to the way he's describing uh, his first time meeting Michael Jordan. My, my God, like you would, I mean, he seems like everybody else is just genuflecting it. So what we want to do is want to play exactly what LeBron James had to say about Michael Jordan uh, and it's his experience meeting him for the first time. Uh, and then we want to come back uh, and react to what he had to say. Take a listen to what LeBron James had to say here. When I met Michael Jordan for the first time, I literally couldn't believe it was him. I couldn't believe it. Like, the dude looked like Jesus Christ to me. <laughs> he looked like black Jesus. He looked, you know, he was black Jesus to me. No eye could tell me anything different. When I walked, I was in Chicago, Maverick and I and our good friend G. We, they take us to the hoops. I'm going there. And before they play, they say, Mike always, you know, used to lift before they play. So we walk upstairs and nobody told me that Mike lift before he played. I don't know anything about lifting right now. I'm, I'm a high school sophomore. I don't know anything about lifting. Um, we walk up there. And the first person I see is Charles Oakley. You know, Oak being from Cleveland, dapped him up. I had seen Oak around the city a few times, you know. And Oak moved. 
And when he moves, Mike is sitting on the bench press. Um, and I was like, oh, my God. I didn't think he was real, man. You don't understand. I didn't think Michael Jordan was real. I only thought he lived in the TV. And when I saw him, I was like, if, if the man above would have took me that day, I would live a hell of a life, I swear to God. <laughs> so you heard what LeBron had to say, right? Listen, um, I'm not even surprised by this. I'm not. I'm surprised that I'm hearing him say it, that the audio was there, that I could hear it, but his reaction I'm not surprised about because almost everybody that has described meeting Michael Jordan has had the exact same response. Almost everyone. They said that he doesn't look real. Shannon Sharp said it looks like he's levitating. Like that's that's the exact same reaction. Now, I don't know because I never met uh, Jordan. Uh, uh, so I don't know what that would be like um, to be to be totally honest with you. Uh, but everybody said this. Everybody said this. Now, the question is, why would LeBron feel this way? Right. That's the real question. Why would he feel the way that he felt? Um, while or after or during meeting Michael Jordan. To me, I think the reason LeBron felt that way is because at that moment, he knew what everybody else knew, which is this is the greatest player of all time. This is the baddest man. This is the baddest man to ever play this sport. It just is. And you could see it even in the 75th anniversary. Even in the 75th anniversary All-Star game, in Cleveland, when everybody was coming out, they were getting big applause and all of that stuff. And then MJ came out, and even all of the other, all, even all of the other recipients, Carmelo Anthony said this. I think it was Carmelo Anthony. They were all like cl clapping for MJ, like, "Oh my God, that's Michael Jordan! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! That's Mike. These are you're talking about top seventy five guys." And then they meet Michael Jordan, and it's like, "Oh my God, Michael Jordan is here." He's the only player that gets such a reaction, even from his peers. Usually, some of your peers might be haters. But in this case, they can't even, like, yo, bro, this that's MJ, right? Everybody's smiling. Everybody's gravitating, right? They go, MJ, hey, MJ, hey, ha, ha, MJ, that's you. Hey, that's the man right on, man. That's MJ, MJ. And MJ just running around tackling people, you know, the, this hug that Michael Jordan be doing. He be running up on you. He give you that little, he give, he give you that, ah, what's good? And he, that kind of hug, I never seen it. But I guess that's the goat hug that he be doing. Um, but I'm not surprised by this. And I think a lot of it also has to do with what he did on the court. You, you're, you're, you're looking at the person and you're saying to yourself, wait a minute, this person that I'm looking at is the person that I used to see on TV do all of those things. And here I am looking at him. That means that what the person used to do on TV didn't even look real. It didn't look real. So when you met the person, you were like, so this is the, this is the person that was doing all of those. And listen, I've watched a lot of basketball players play. Kobe Bryant is my favorite basketball player of all time. He's the he's the person I've I've never seen somebody play b basketball better live than Kobe Bryant. But whenever I watch Jordan footage, whether it's highlights, whether it's games on YouTube and all of that, I have never seen anything like I've never seen a human being move the way this guy moves and I've never seen it. The way he jumps through his hand. I have never seen it before. You look at it and you're like, 
this should not be humanly possible. Some of the things that he's, it should not be humanly possible, but yet and still here he is doing it. You go back and watch Jordan's uh, game footage. Just watch it. Watch like a, like a full half. Watch him play. And you'll be looking at him and you, and you, uh, you will inevitably come to the conclusion that there's no other basketball player that has played basketball that can do what this guy's doing. It's actually unreal. I cannot make any sense of it whatsoever. So to me, if I'm having this reaction, imagine those guys who actually played the game and they have that reaction. That means that they know that what this guy was doing, even they couldn't do it. So when they meet the person, they're like, oh my God, that's the dude. That's the dude. We all know that MJ's a go. We all know that Michael Jordan, anybody trying to convince you that Michael Jordan is not the GOAT is, a tr is trolling you. They are simply trolling you. I can understand if you never saw Michael Jordan play. If he never played in the NBA, you believe LeBron is a GOAT. That's one thing. But if you saw Michael Jordan play, if you know that this person exists, and you're still saying that somebody, you're a troll. I'm sorry. You're a troll. You're a troll. There's no two ways to slice it. You are a troll. I refuse to believe that you have watched this guy play. You've looked at everybody else and you say, you know what? There's somebody. I refuse to believe that. You cannot be serious. And I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. MJ is the only NBA player that I have researched closely that the more you research into his career, the freakier the numbers get. It is weird. If you look at the accomplishments and some of the accomplishments that this guy has, especially in some of the time frames that he did it and the years in the playoff, it is weird. It's freaky. Freaky, like freaky stuff. So to me, hey, LeBron is just on a long list of people that already know that Michael Jordan is a go. That's why LeBron has to keep saying he's a go audibly because he know he don't believe it. So he has to, it's like, a, it's like an affirmation. If I say it, if I say it, I believe it. If I, if I, if I am, I am, and I think it, I think it, I think it. I am, I am. Am I? Does anybody believe it? Okay, I got one person. Okay, let me just keep saying it. The rest of us are like, what is he doing? We all know. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.